Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Classic Lenses podcast. My name is Simon Forster and I'm hosting this podcast from Stoke-on-Trent in the UK. Joining me today is Carl Havens in Gainesville, Florida. Hello, Carl. Good morning. And we have Johnny Sisson in Chicago, Illinois. Hello, Johnny. Hello. Now, keen listeners um, will know that this episode has come a week early um, as we plan to take a two-week break. But there's been some pretty significant news in the last week and we decided we needed an emergency podcast uh, to to cover off this news. So we're going to have a a relatively short podcast on pretty much a single subject. Um, So, Johnny, what's, what's the big news? Uh, Nikon has released, well, the big news is you can, instead of uh, spending your money on a pre-order for a D850 that you can't get, you can pre-order for more money a Nikon Z7 that also isn't available. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. There you go. (laughs) Are we done? (laughs) I think so. So, uh, That was it. Thanks for, oh, uh, for listening. Oh, hold on. Oh, that's, that's not it. That's not it. Hold on, because we're going to talk. We're going to refer to um, the industry's foremost uh, camera reviewing person persona a bit through this this episode. So Ken Rockwell has said that uh, this is a once-in-a-generation thing, so you should be very excited about it and make sure to order one now so you get a low serial number version of the camera. <laughs> uh, and you'll want to order it after you visit his website so that he gets his cut uh, when you go and buy it from one of the links. No, but, but seriously, so. yeah, or, or order them from the links he provides because you might get a fake one if you don't order yeah. from, one of, from one of the links right. that he provides. You exactly. know, you never, you never know with a Nikon camera, the boxes aren't sealed, and so someone yeah. might slip a fake charger in or something. Yeah, 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 totally. So yeah. do, 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 do you think they can do that just to uh, to make sure that, you know, people Nikon does that probably because they're um, the people who run that company are the financial people and they've probably re- figured out that they can save half a penny per box and that they might make an extra, you know, point zero 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 oh two cents, you know, profit, whatever profit per year by not taping the boxes shut. That's that would be my theory because Nikon doesn't do anything unless it's you know, dollars and cents calculated to figure out what they're going to do and what they're not going to do with their product line. So as they but should, you know I mean, a company, they're in a company to make business, but you know, to do, to do business and make money, but whatever. But you know what? Also, <clears throat> if you sell something, you think about it. If you put one of those little stickers that seals the thing, once that's off, a person can tell that it isn't on an open, an open box. So if the camera's a piece of shit and you want to send it back, and it's not sealed, it'll still look like a brand new one when they sell it to another person. Yeah, it, it's funny. The ones that are actually, um, let's call them gray market or whatever, are usually actually taped. Like if you look at the ones, at least the ones I've seen from that come in from like China or Singapore or whatever, they they actually have tape over the the front. So I, I don't know if that's a thing that happens everywhere or not, but... I, I just wonder why they don't uh, just start reproducing those past labels. Um, so those those gold uh, oval labels and, and just 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 uh, just to seal them with those. Yeah, was they, yeah. yeah just for know. a bit of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. drip wax on it and, and sign it with a <laughs> Nikon ring. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> As as you've heard, uh, the, the the big news is that um, Nikon um, have launched uh, two 
full-frame mirrorless cameras, the Z6 and the Z7. Uh, that's how we say it over here, and I'm sure you say it differently over there. Um, and this is this is pretty big news. Um, main, well, and today we're just going to talk about um, the the classic lenses users um, viewpoint on this camera. So a lot of things that people have been uh, saying it's good and bad at, uh, lots of people talking about autofocus and things like that, which is frankly of, of not a great deal of interest to uh, our listeners and certainly not the three of us. Um, so we've gone through, uh, taking a look at it, we've all been reading all the reviews, obviously not none of us have got hands on this. So we're, uh, everything we're going to be saying here is, is based upon um, either people's speculation, frankly, or in other cases, we've, uh, we've watched and read uh, reviews of people who have actually used uh, these, these cameras. And it's also, everything that we say here is obviously got to be caveated by the fact that um, the reviews have all been with pre-production uh, uh, copies of uh, these cameras so there's a reasonable amount of time to put some of the things that uh, aren't right right um, however there are also some things that uh, they're going to be they, they baked in now and those decisions have been made so that is that is what they're going to be so uh, to start off with um, we're just going to run through um, a few of the um, key features of, of the camera, um, good, bad, and uh, indifferent. Um, and I'm going to run through the, the, the good things first. Um, again, these are all for the, from the perspective of us users that uh, use adapted lenses. Now, uh, um, the EVF, uh, really good news from what I can gather. Um, it's, uh, I think it's 3.2 megapixel EVF. Um, so that puts it up there right at the, right at the top. Um, I understand it's um, largely lag free. Um, there is some blackout uh, on on the burst shooting, but again, most classic lens users aren't really going to be shooting on burst. So that's probably not that much of a deal. Obviously, if um, you're one of those people that have got uh, Nikon lenses or you want to jump into the system and use uh, modern lenses as well as old ones and that could be a problem but for for the majority of us it's not really much of an issue there. Um, ergonomics. This is uh, it's, it's interesting a lot of the, a lot of our conversations today I think we're going to be talking a little bit how how this camera compares to Sony because Sony is is the only real uh, player in the in in this market because we, we're not really going to be comparing it to uh, the Leica M10 or the Leica SLs so um, it's it's pretty much Nikon versus versus Sony here and one of the big criticisms of Sony is the is the ergonomics and the way that it feels and uh, how people use it um, I personally have no no problem with this but there are plenty of people that uh, cite that as an issue now Nikon DSLR cameras um, people generally view those as being uh, very well uh, put together and uh, the, the way that they operate um, uh, I've, I've actually got a D500 and I, I think it's actually the best camera that I've ever used um, I, I rate it higher than my a7 mark ii uh, is a camera although i rarely use it with uh, um, classic lenses but simply because it's it's a nikon and they're just about the hardest things to to use plus i don't particularly enjoy using um, uh, a dslr with adapted lenses because uh, i think evfs are the way forward on that but as a camera I think it's absolutely fantastic and the way that it handles the when you, when you hold it uh, all the positions of the buttons and things 
they they're all great uh, as far as I'm concerned, and um, I think it's a great camera f uh, in itself. But there are a couple of caveats with that one, because I know that uh, there's a couple of function buttons. Um, that sort of sit behind the grip uh, where your fingers wrap around the grip uh, perhaps like you would perhaps use them for uh, depth of field preview or, or, or a customer or whatever but uh, I know that they can be a little bit difficult to reach if you haven't got long fingers so I think it's great if you're an alien um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, ET will be fine with them but uh, someone with with short stubby fingers uh, more humanoid fingers might might struggle with that one a, a little bit so uh, so ergonomics generally speaking people have um, a, a given it a, a, a good tick on that one as um, as they also have done with build quality as well uh, because it just apparently it feels like a scaled down um, quality uh, Nikon DSLR some of the buttons maybe are being uh, criticized a little bit um, but generally speaking it's uh, it's it, 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 it that's good um, other little features on there it's got a joystick um, which you can um, it should be there for use moving around your um, autofocus point, but I'm assuming you'll be able to use that joystick as well to move a, um, a focus point around, which you'll be then able to magnify. Um, so I've not actually heard anything about magnification. Has, has, has anybody heard anything about magnification, Johnny, Carl? I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, I, I had a, but I had a Sony Alpha Seven R three in my hands yesterday, and it has a joystick also. Hmm. Well, I've, I'm, I think we, I think we're going to have to make the assumption that uh, that magnification is is uh, is yeah. There. I see why. It, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be there. It's... Yeah. Um, so hopefully it's it is there, um, and that joystick will be will make it a little bit easier to actually or quicker, I should say, to uh, put that magnification point um, in in your in your screen at the at the right place. Um, it's got a touch screen. Um, I'm I'm not actually a fan of touchscreens. I I rarely use touchscreens. Um, I've got a couple of cameras yeah. with them. Um, they're just not for me. But the general view is it's it's a step up from uh, what they were doing with say the D500. Um, but, but you know what, Simon, about the the touchscreen um, that's nice, and I saw this on one of the reviews, and we were talking about it yesterday at our camera club. And a friend of mine had an Alpha Seven R two R three and an Alpha Nine, and neither one of them could do this. I noticed with that. Nikon, when you're looking at, if you're previewing your, your photos, sitting down and looking at what's on the LCD, you can just swipe across like you do on your cell phone. Why in the heck that isn't a common feature on other cameras? It's such a simple thing that that'd be wonderful to have. I mean, that was a really nice feature. Yeah, yeah. It's it sometimes reminds me of how in, in with with cars um, and technology with cars. Um, you know, you, a modern, you know, how long it took for CDs to be incorporated in cars, and then how long it took for MP, you know, putting a, a memory stick into a car. Yeah, you know, the technology had been there going for like five or six years before these things actually made their way into into cars. And I feel like it's a little bit like some of the technology from phones. Um, is moving across very, very slowly, but it's actually starting to get there in, in, in cameras as well, that same kind of functionality. Um, so last last on my list of uh, good things um, is weather sealing. Um, although <laughs> if, from the classic lenses perspective, weather sealing means absolutely <laughs> nothing um, because you know, you've got this nice weather sealed camera and then you're gonna put an adapter on it, which will leak. 
<laughs> and uh, at both yeah. ends, and you're going to put a lens on it that that isn't water seal, isn't weather sealed either. So um, so yeah, it's it's nice that it's got that it's got it, but it's um, it's a it's not going to be a great deal of uh, use to us. So so they they my they my positives. I, I don't know if you guys have got any 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 more actual positives you you'd want you'd put on that list. So um, you know it it isn't mentioned any things because maybe it's not a fair comparison comparing a higher end camera, but the Alpha Nine is a weather tilled camera. Hmm. Although I've 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 heard that it is weather sealed, but I've yeah the the I'm not sure if it's actually been actually no it has been tested. I, I did watch. Oh yeah, there's it. there's yeah. online tests of dunking yeah. it under the water. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't I don't think it came out as well as the um, the the Canon and uh, Nikon. Uh, equivalent on, on weather sealing so uh i've never seen a camera as as perfectly weather sealed as an olympus uh, em1 yeah myself yeah I, i've got i've got to go along with that i mean the things i've seen with, with, with done with that camera especially with like the, the 12 to 12 to 40 pro lens it's um yeah it's it's pretty remarkable on that on that from freezing them and uh doing all yep. sorts of things with them mm -hmm. um so on my uh uh, next section is uh, almost my slightly ambivalent list. Um, some some features that it has that I think is worth talking about. Um, the first one, uh, it's got this. Uh, it's not an LCD. It's an OLED uh, top plate uh, information. So the kind of thing that you would get on LC on, on DSLRs and also uh, the two of the latest uh, Fuji cameras, um, which. Uh, I, I personally have a real problem with because I think it's a complete and utter waste of time um, on a mirrorless camera. Um, because one of the beauties of a mirrorless camera is you you put your eye to the eyepiece and all the information is is there. You don't have to like move your head around to be able to like just about see see some bit of information that's just underneath the the optical uh, viewfinder. It's all there and it's bright and you can turn it on and turn it off. So I. I don't really get why you need one on, on the top plate. What I will say is it looks nice. It looks much better than uh, the things that have been going around for the last like 30 years. Um, so it's, it's nice to see being brought up to date, but do, do you guys have a, are you excited about that? Is that, that's something that interests you guys? I, oh, I'm not excited about the camera at all. So no. <laughs> I, I don't care one. I mean, I, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I really don't care one way or the other. I mean, but, although I will say, I mean, I, I understand why it's there. I mean, you might not want all that stuff cluttered up into the viewfinder and you might not want to be sticking a, your thumb halfway up your nose while you're trying to use the camera to turn stuff on and off. So maybe you just, you know, you glance at the top plate and it gives you that information right there. Um, so I, I, you know, that I, they've been putting them there for uh, on higher, higher end, you know, tier cameras for quite a while all the you know all the manufacturers have so i think it's more that it's expected of a camera of that level that it's gonna it's gonna have that information display in that location you know because yeah. i mean you know it's not you're gonna hold to your eye and turn all the things you're gonna probably do most of your settings looking at the top of the camera and then you're gonna start shooting so i i think it, it needs to have something you know um, and it seems like that's they can at least make it. It's prettier to do it with the new type of screens versus the older, you know, uh, like guess LCD screens or whatever. Um, so I, I guess it's it kind of you kind of have to have some something there. Either there, or you're just going to use like the Q menu on the back of the camera. 
which really right. is the same thing, but whatever. I, I mean, I think that, so when I'm thinking about this camera and reading reviews, because I have a Sony Alpha 7 II, I'm, I'm thinking about how does it compare to that? But and when you look at the people who are reviewing it online and you think about like, how did they, why did they design this camera? Who's it for? I think it's for people who have Nikon DSLR cameras yeah, yeah. that they're thinking of going to mirrorless. So they tried to keep a lot of the things familiar to people. Right. The grip is the same. The thing on the top, that thing on the top, the, the, the menu system, all of those things. Yep. And, um, that, that, that's their market. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, yeah. I think you're spot, absolutely spot on there. Sorry, Johnny. No, no. I was going to say the other, th to me, from a classic lenses perspective, the thing, uh, maybe one or two things that to me are the most interesting is that um, the the register distance, the flange to focal distance on this camera is 16 millimeters, which is less yeah. than anybody, really. I mean, it's less than Sony, it's less than Fuji, which, and not only that, <laughs> So that paired with the fact that, and I'm trying to see where I saw this number, but the throat of the mount is also larger than both, you know, uh, Sony, Fuji, et cetera. So they've, they've basically, which makes a lot of sense from a classic lenses perspective. And, and finally, <laughs> it's almost as if Nikon's terrible decision to not just, go with one mount when they when they switch to autofocus and keep you know uh keep screwing themselves by tweaking the lens mount if they had just you know drawn a line in the sand like canon did with eos they'd have been much better off but it's like it's in a way it's almost kind of finally paid off because now now they have a lens mount uh, that is a fit it's it's a 55 millimeter diameter right so it's the 15 millimeter diameter and it's a 16 millimeter flange to focal distance, which means they can do things. And Ken Rockwell rightly mentions this. They can do things like make crazy fast lenses that are going to sit close to the sensor that are going to perform better. To me, I think it's, it seems to me that um, Fuji has a really, or sorry, Sony has a really hard time with a lot of rangefinder lenses. And that's because their flange to focal distance is just far enough and the angle the angle of the light rays coming out of the back of the lens doesn't work well with how their sensor is set up. And I think Fuji or um, uh, Nikon, see, I really wish that Fuji had made this camera or because it wouldn't be have the problems it's going to have <laughs> being made by Nikon. So that's why they keep slipping out. Um, so, but, but it, it, they've, they've done themselves a lot of favors from the start as far as future lens design goes by, by using that combination of uh, specs um, on a lens mount. So, so yeah, I guess that's, that's my takeaway is that they, you know, after years and years and years of screwing themselves on how they've approached lens design and lens mount, they've, they finally done it right on this camera because they were forced to make all those old lenses compatible, which by the way, they really aren't. I know that Ken, Ken Rockwell, again, to refer back to him has a nice chart about which lenses are compatible with the new FTZ adapter. And he, he tries to make it sound like they're more compatible than they are, which Nikon people always do because they will always tell you, oh, you can put any lens on that ever, which is complete and utter crap because you can, but they don't function. So it, anyway, the, 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 they've been forced to do this because their, their user base is 
so hung up on the fact that they have to be able to put their old AF lenses on, you know, whatever future camera comes out because they've always done this. They've always tweaked it and tried to make everything compatible. So points to them, I guess, for accidentally having to design their lens mount to be ideal for uh, adapting manual lenses. Well, one one thing there, um, because I, I agree with everything you you just said there, um, and when I first heard about the 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 sixteen mil flange distance, I was thinking, yeah. oh, now that is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and 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 for all the reasons that you've you, that you that you said there, um, but then another thing occurred to me that it, it's taken like a some uh, till the m10 to get the wide i'm assuming that the wide angle lenses work well on the m10 is that is that correct do they mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. they've they've designed the m10 sensor in in mind with the uh, uh with those wide angle uh, lenses hitting the yeah the sensor at uh, at an angle um to avoid that corner smudging now right the thing is, though, Leica's flange distance is 27.8 mil, as opposed to 16 on uh, on on the uh, the Nikon and 18 on 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 Sony. So they've got an easier Leica had an easier job because they've got more oh. space to deal with. So the angle that uh, the angle of light is actually hit, coming coming at less of an angle effectively isn't it they've got less of an angle to hit it at well they they because they're not making autofocus lenses they don't have the problem of having to have as many lens elements and as comp the, the designs don't have to be as complicated that's why like lenses are so good why they look so good is you know they minimize the number of lens elements and they can really focus on you know making yeah. I, I, doing I, I, that as well as possible right so it's different kind of a different equation i guess but yeah i just just realized that there was something i said there that wasn't wasn't coming out quite quite right but uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that um but the, the i think it, uh the hold on like yeah yeah never mind go ahead sorry yeah so so but the the the, the point is those those uh those lenses like i had trouble um making those lenses with a with a, a protruding rear element uh with a 27.8 millimeter flange distance to make that work and um there's no i don't think there's any just because nikon has got a smaller flange distance i don't think that necessarily means that it automatically means that those wide angle lenses are going to work any better on the Nikon no. sensor than they currently do on the Sony sensor. No, that's no, no, it, 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 that's true. It doesn't, but I mean, there, there's a, I think there's a greater chance there's going to yeah. be fewer issues with, you know what I'm saying? I think there's, I think that likelihood is it's we'll, we'll find out, you know, oh, but def I think, definitely. For, yeah. for, I mean, for me, this is, this is the, I mean, we've, the, we haven't even talked about the bad things about the camera yet, but for me, this is potentially the biggest single issue. Um, yeah. Or not issue, but opportunity, I should say, um, for, for Nikon to, to get right. Um, not that they, I'm not sure if they actually care about it or not, but at the end of the day, they're in business to sell their own lenses and not right. uh, adapt exactly. like a lenses to their, to the to yeah. the cameras but if they have got that right if yeah. you go, if you can start using use a, a, a great mirrorless camera and and put a, a, a ltm lenses which are wide angles and they they're sharp in the corners as they would be on a on a on an m10 
that that for me, all almost all of the negative things that we haven't even spoke about yet, uh, and people are going on and on about them. Um, I wouldn't care, <laughs> yeah, because right. that, all of a sudden you've got you've got the best sensor for adapting lenses. Full stop. Whether or not the camera's as good as a as a Sony A seven Mark three or whatever, it doesn't matter. It'll give you better pictures, and for me, that's that's more important as long as I can use it. Yeah, well, and let's also keep in mind that Nikon does still sell brand new. You can buy brand new uh, Nikon AI manual focus lenses, and they have. I I went through the. It was funny. We were talking about this the other day on our you know our chat, our admin chat for the classic lenses uh, Facebook group, and they still sell. I went through the catalog, and they they still sell something like eight or nine or ten or twelve, you know, man full manual focus lenses, including a 24 2.8 and a 22.8, which, you know, for a lot of people, that's as wide as they need to go until they want to get it some sort of ultra wide lens. And there's plenty of those available. Um, and there's, I think at this point, there's plenty available that we know work already on uh, Nikon sensors. So there's, it's almost a non-issue if you really want, you know, a manual super wide lens, you can get it, but you can get a I assume at 20 and a 24 millimeter Nikon, you know, Nikkor AIS lens is going to work the, that you can buy right now from B and H. Well, you go and pre-order your, uh, your new Z camera. Those are going to work perfectly with the adapter they've, they've just put out. So they've already kind of got that covered. It's just, what are they going to do in terms of new production, you know, mirrorless lenses to work with the system? And I, I don't think they're going to have any trouble there whatsoever. The only question is going to be our, older you know super wide is going to work and i don't frankly they don't care because those aren't lenses that they come out of their out with their name on them you know mm. no it'll be it's just going to be good if they, if they can pull that trick off and like i say i sure. think that will change people's opinions well certain people's opinions but it's obviously going to be a very small minority of uh, potential bias um well, but, right. but you know so just one more thing about this because as you're talking you know, hypothetically, I'm thinking of a, a, a very specific example. Um, I still have my Fuji body and I have my Sony body because some lenses work better on one and some on the other. And one in particular, a lens that I really love is the um, Voigtlander 15 millimeter super wide Hilliard. And it's crap on the Sony. Uh, like it's, it's not usable because of the purple fringe bizarre stuff on all of the corners. Well, but the, and, the and so what, what, what yeah. No, but, but but a lot of people on the page have version ones. Well, that's their that, problem, isn't do it? Do you think so? So, I mean, are you talking about are you talking about a difference that's you know? No, the new version enough? three of the the new no, version. No, no, yeah. I know, but it, what if you have a version one and you? Well, that's your problem. There's still going to be a problem. To cater to your like it, your needs. Come there on. Still will be a, it still will be a problem, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet. That's that's the. Uh, but it might be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've I just need to pick you up on uh, something you said, Johnny, about the um, using uh, an AIS uh, lens, which, which you say it work perfectly uh, with the with the new uh, adapter that's uh, that's been sold with the the, the yeah. camera. Well, that depends on what you mean by perfectly, uh, because it will it. I, I would have said the perfectly means that it would uh, stay open. Uh, the, the the aperture would stay open until the point of taking the shot. But it won't do that now. Why would it do that with the? It won't do that now on any of their cameras. It won't do that now on any Nikon camera. It will on the, it will on the film camera though. 
that a film well, who cares about film cameras yes. we're, we're talking about mirrorless digital here who yeah. gives a flying well, f about yeah. film cameras those are stupid i i mean why buy fil- why buy why buy 12 film cameras for the 3500 dollars you could spend on this thing that's stupid okay, but but also johnny and a year's worth of film also johnny the the nikkor ais lenses work beautifully on the sony I've bought more sure of them. Do. I have yeah. nine now, and because I think yeah. they're a perfect lens on yeah. the camera from twenty all the way up to one hundred and thirty-five. And, and that, no. that's kind of what I'm saying is that 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 and they do because of again the register distance of Nikon stuff is so long. The mount is it got one of the the longest. Yeah, it's forty-six point five millimeters. So the reason they work so good on Sony is the light coming out of the, those lenses, the 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 angles of the rays works very well with that type of sensor, right? So and so out of the box, Nikon, if you really want a you know a twenty millimeter or a twenty-four millimeter two eight lens, you can get one brand new that's going to work perfectly with the adapt. And by perfectly, I mean the right, same right, way right. work on any existing Nikon digital camera, right. which. Is Stop down metering, right? Um, which doesn't matter if you've got an EVF anyway. Turn it to F8. You're going to have the same bright viewfinder view, and you're going to see the depth of field in the viewfinder. Yeah. So that, to me, that's working perfectly, yeah. right? You know, and before, Simon, before you, you got off of the good things, but that you missed one. Um, if, if you were to buy one of these cameras, you could not only say Nikon, but you could say Zed. You could say Zed. That's true. And yeah. we would hear both of those all of the time. I have a theory about this, that at Photokina, which the whole reason we're going through this exercise right now is that... I, I think going I know what's into, coming there. Yeah, well, going into Photokina, they, they, they need to have some buzz behind all this. And I'm assuming they're going to have probably some British-sounding person up on stage at Photokina introducing the camera so that they can say Zed and they can sound smart. <laughs> and it might even be Simon. I don't know. Simon's so, probably not told us yet if he's going to Photokina. Yeah, but if you get if you get a, a British person and then they're then told to say Z Nikon Z, um, yeah, yeah, but we'll be we'll be saying uh, Z six and Z Z seven. <laughs> no, they'll let just like, they, to say Z. Uh, yeah, no, but it, it just sounds like I'm doing a bad German accent. <laughs> the Z6 and Z7. Exactly. Um, this is a very good camera. Um, all right, let me let me just uh, bring 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 it back onto our um, our, our quick li- uh, run through of things um, yeah. okay. because the the next one in the uh, section for uh, ambivalence um, is uh, uh, battery life. Uh, now this has got. Um, a lot of stick out, out there. They're saying it's it's got a rating of like about 350 or a little bit more uh, shots uh, before um, being being out of out of juice. Um, that that sounds quite similar to uh, to the Sony A7 Mark II, um, which two obviously have. And frankly, that I've never really had that much of a problem with 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 batteries. So yes, I, I carry spare batteries, but the fact is, us classic lens users are are more fuel yeah. efficient um, yes. than uh, than than the, than the other people out there. So we we can make our our batteries go longer. Anyway, I mean, I've had fifteen hundred shots out of an A7 uh, Mark II and still had battery left, um, but that's with using the manual focus lenses. So, uh, so that that's so the battery life we we will probably have that better than uh, um, the the most people. So I put that out there in the uh, don't worry too much about that. No, uh, and section. and again, if you're gonna go ahead and pony up your five, what including the lens, you're gonna spend. 
pushing five grand on this camera, you can buy three more batteries for $65 a piece. That's a drop in the bucket. So you'll be just fine. Exactly. And the, the, the last one in, in under ambivalence, which I'm actually thinking, I think it should have gone on to the, uh, the negative side now. Um, although it's half and half, actually it's to do with the, uh, the, the one card slot, uh, um business um a lot of people are going absolutely nuts about this um from from my perspective um i think that uh, and my belief is that uh, the majority of users um that are listening to this podcast probably don't care that much about uh, two card slots unless they are actually using that camera for something else um i've i've only used digital cameras with one card slot and i've never never actually no i've got a camera my d500 has got two card slots and i don't use the second card slot nothing lives yeah. in there right. um and it doesn't it doesn't worry me because you know the kind of stuff that i do is not that important and well it's just one of those things so I'm, I'm, I'm not i'm not hung up on that what does concern me a little bit more um is the fact it's you've got to use an xqd slot uh, card yeah. um and and that I've got a couple of problems with that. Um, <laughs> apart, apart, apart from the, the fact that you know, you've got to pay more money, um, you, you're going to have to buy dongles and adapters that you don't currently have uh, just to do the same thing as you were doing before. Um, there's, I, I heard one in one of the reviews, somebody was asking, well, why have you used a, a XQD? And uh, it, was, it was said, well, it's just much faster. Um, uh -huh. and, uh, and it is, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it is. Um, but the thing is, I've, I've, I've got experience of a D500, Nikon D500, and that's got a XQD slot, which I don't use, because I don't, you, I haven't bought one and I haven't bought the reader for it. Mm -hmm. And I've got a, a fast uh, SD card in there. And I can take uh, continuous raw burst shots doing wildlife. And I've, I've not actually counted how many it, it does before hitting the buffer, but I've not hit the buffer. And then that's yep. shooting at 10 frames a second on, on, on that camera doing, you know, a, a bird in flight or something like that. Um, right. I, I don't know what it stops at. I know with XQD, it will go for as many as you like. I think two, it, there's a, there's a, um, a stop in there at 200 just to make sure that if you put it in your bag you don't uh, keep on taking taking shots unnecessarily if you, if the shutter right. button's touching something um, but I, I've never hit the buffer with an SD card so yeah, well so, but the point the point I'm making there yeah. is the the processing power in that d500 is excellent for that particular camera now the processor is having to do more work in in this mirrorless camera than than it does in the d500 simply because it, you know it hasn't got a uh, an evf to, or an lcd to be to be uh, pushing around and uh so the fact that they put an xqd in there and i've, I've read that it will hit buffers at like 14 maybe 14 shots and hitting it's in a buffer at that point um that suggests to me that they've had to put that in there because the processing power is quite weak in that camera now as a as a as an a7 mark ii user and that's that's still actually a, a lot better than what the a7 mark ii does um but it's certainly not up there with the uh with the a7 mark iii cameras so i'm i'm a little bit disappointed but it, it, to me it says that the the processing power is a little bit weak in that camera oh this is this is my favorite uh portion of the the controversy about all this stuff related to this camera is this card slot thing um, because I, I had, you know, silly me, I had assumed, um, when the camera was released and, you know, talking about 
models and everything. One card slot, I'm like, so kind of. I mean, kind of for the same reason you've j- all the reasons you've just listed, Simon. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, it, to me, is it's such a non-issue. I, 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 how many? Okay, let's think of all the reasons that car something is going to go wrong, and you're going to need two card slots, right? Um, number one, your card failed. All right. Well, you're a pro. If you don't have more than one card in your bag, you're an idiot. So you've got a backup card and you're probably going to know immediately if it's not working because you're going to be chimping on the screen after every shot and you're going to see whether or not it's recorded correctly or not. It's going to be fine. No. So number two is something drastic has happened to your camera and all of a sudden it's not recording. Well, you know what? It's probably not going to be recording to the other slot either. So now you're going to have two card slots on the camera that don't work. So I don't. I, I, I don't, I just, I, I guess I, all right. I guess for people who really want to shoot JPEGs to one card or raws to the other or something, maybe, but that's also kind of stupid. I, I don't see any logical reason really other than, um, my God, I've filled up my one card and I, I don't want to have to stop shooting to go to the next card because, you know, I'm taking these, amazing burst mode shots with my $4,000 camera of my two-year-old walking around the living room. Um, and I, I, God knows I wouldn't want to miss a moment of that when I'm, you know, in my burst mode with my XQD cards. So that I, I just, I don't know. I don't find, I don't understand why people are so hung up on this other than it's like, well, I'm used to having this. So now if I don't have it, I'm going to bitch about it, you know? Um, so to, to me, the, the much bigger, fiasco is when i realized i had just assumed of course that like any camera released in 2018 you would have your camera would have an sd card slot and i had and and nobody even at the shop we were talking about this camera and it wasn't until i was last week i was like so you guys you've seen that this camera comes with one slot right and they're like yeah so what and i'm like yeah but it's an xqd slot or it's a cf slot so <laughs> the fact that they didn't even make the option as, for a native SD is just patently absurd to me, especially because the only manufacturer right now of XQD cards is Sony. So, <laughs> I, so to me, it just, you know, now there will be other manufacturers, but as recently as the last 18 months, there's been speculation about XQD. Does it even have a, a life going forward? So, so two things. Number one, if I was Sony, I would be putting, I would get some North Korean hackers or whatever to put all sorts of little software bugs on those cards so that anytime they go into a Nikon camera, they make it do just wackadoodle bullshit. So that <laughs> nobody knows why this camera is doing this crazy stuff. And everybody's going to be complaining on the internet. I mean, to me, that'd be the most perfect, like, sa- sabotage for this camera you could possibly come up with. Um, and... <laughs> So, th- so that's one. I don't even remember what my other one was. That's that's the best one. Um, but it, it, it's just, I, it's just, I just think it's absurd. I mean, I get it. It, it writes faster. But here, here's here's just a comparison. All right. So hopefully, hopefully by this time you've been tallying along and making a a, a price list of how much it will cost you to get in the door on your new uh, Nikon Z7. So to that you can add uh, a 128 Sony. QXD memory card for two hundred and twenty nine dollars, um, which records at at four hundred uh, MBS, um, because you you know God forbid you you would get a 
uh, Sony's version of the uh, of that card in SD, which records at 300 MBS, a measly 300 MBS, um, which costs about $100 less than that. So, uh, so my second reason it, it, it comes down to this is, is Nikon wants you to buy things that say Nikon on them, and they really don't want you to buy third-party stuff. Um, you know, like some of the batteries now in the cameras, they it will not recognize a third-party battery because they've put their own technology into the battery. So it just doesn't recognize it and the camera won't function properly. So, I mean, they, you know, ultimately they want you to buy your accessories from Nikon because they probably make more profit on those ENEL 15B batteries than they do on the camera. Um, so, because that, that battery is $64.95 a piece as opposed to a generic, which would probably be about $18. So Nikon's Nikon's thinking about all these things is purely profit-driven and financial. They do not care about making it easier for you folks. I hate to say that, but that's they do not have your best interest in mind. They want Nikon to make more profits, which is fine. Nikon's a company in business to make profits, right? Um, but that's it, it's just that the decisions about some of these things on this camera clearly come from the financial side of the business and not the engineering side of the business is my is kind of my point. And it's really obvious when you get to things like, you know, the, the XQD slot versus a, a an SD card slot versus a CF card slot, which I just, I, I find it bizarre that anybody would manufacture a camera with a CF card slot in 2018. It's it's interesting that what you just said about uh, possibly making more money on the battery than the camera itself. Yeah. Um, I, you're sort of saying that in jest, but I, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that now because I think you, there might be something in that because you look at the prices of the, of the uh, S-line lenses to go with it, and you look at the price of the fifty-one point eight. Yeah, I mean, was it six hundred dollars, something like that? Yeah, I mean, how how, how could it be six hundred dollars? Well, the only thing I can think of is six hundred dollars because they need to make some profit somewhere because they right. they're possibly making nothing on the camera, so yes. therefore bang it all onto the lenses, which is interesting to me because that's very similar to what it seems that Sony does. Because Sony lenses, are, we look at them and think, why can they just? do they charge that much for those lenses well it's because the bodies yeah. are cheap relatively speaking and they've right. know, they're kind of go doing the same thing to me at least anyway yeah and i can tell you from and i can't talk about the what you know price wise what dealers make on these cameras it's not that hard to figure out if you if anybody who wants to dig a little is all i'll say but they don't make a lot of money on the cameras certainly dealers don't they make nothing on the cameras i'm talking literally 20 or $30 on selling a brand new $4,000 camera. Okay. So Nikon's margin is very slim. Um, and to me, this is the biggest challenge they're going to face with this camera launch, other than all the bugs people are going to complain about because it's a new release full frame mirrorless camera in 2018, you know, competing with Sony's, which has been around for what? I don't know, four years, guys, whatever. I don't know. Right. That's the basic technology for Sony's mirrorless a, stuff. A bit, a bit longer than that, I think. Yeah. So so they've got that problem out of the gate. And the other problem they have out of the gate is Sony's going to undercut them immediately by, number one, releasing probably a new camera at Photokina, for all we know, that's going to outspec this camera. And they can, they can, Sony can absorb cutting the price down uh, via rebate as far as they want to go on these cameras and Nikon can't. So Sony's going to immediately just destroy them on price. <laughs> so if unless you have a, a big 
pile of Nikon lenses that you really have to, and they better be Nikon's latest generation of AF lenses that you want to put on this camera. I don't know why you're going to pick this camera over a Sony, in my opinion. <laughs> but no, it's, it's certainly not on price because you're going to be, the Sony's going to be cheaper, you know. But you just said something that's interesting, and I was thinking about it yesterday. I thought, well, you know, when Sony came out with the Alpha Seven, it, it had issues too. It was their first try, sure gotten better over time. I watched a review that I sent to you guys this morning by Jason Lanier, and he makes a really good point. What, what wasn't Nikon looking at that problem that was being fixed and made better over the years by Sony? I mean, were they just? I mean, is it really true that they have to go through that process again? Yeah, it, but they do. But they do. That's why they haven't done it till now because they've got perfectly working DSLRs that are just, you know, that's what they make their money on because they're not doing tons of R and D on those cameras. They've already done that. That's why, that's why Canon's in the same boat. They want to continue profiting from technology that they don't have to be actively developing as much. They just tweak it, but you can't do that when you release a new camera. They Nikon's got to come up with some of their own solutions because you can't just take, something another manufacturer's done and copy it verbatim. There's, I mean, there's all sorts of, you know, there's all sorts of issues with that. Right. So one way or another, they had to come out with a new system with their own engineering that does this stuff. And it's not going to be perfect the first time around. There's no way, right. We all, I mean, all this stuff is going to go through some cycle of being used where people are going to find bugs in it and it's going to get tweaked and refined. And so that's just to be expected, you know, logical things. I'm talking about things like um, the stupid card thing that um, people complained that Sony cameras only had one card slot and then the new alpha seven R three, which is the one they're comparing that high ends uh, Nikon to mm -hmm. it has two cards, two card slots, a two cards. Um, it can take two cards and, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, let's, but we're going to go on to the negative stuff. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think we're, well, we're well in there now, aren't we? Um, the, um, yeah, I was, uh, oh, there was something I was just going to say there. Uh, oh, yeah, there was there was one fear that I had when you were talking about Nikon aren't listening. I I genuinely yeah. believe that that might, might have been the case. And when I saw the specs, um, I, was, I, I had a sigh of relief, frankly. I, I, I literally had a sigh of relief when I saw it had IBIS. Um, because I was thinking, please, for heaven's no, sake, please no. launch it with IBIS. Do not. It wasn't not going to have IBIS. Well, no I I was worried about that. I really was. No. Um, but you know, I think as when you look at the top line specs, I think it it, com it it comes across very very well. It's it's when you start digging into it, it's where things start to go a little bit dodgy. But talking about IBIS, um, it's, yes, it's it's got IBIS, um, and the, and I think this is one of the. The areas where we've we've got to heavily caveat the uh, the fact that these people have been using it uh, using pre-production um, devices, but certainly um, you, if you watch, um, in fact, we're going to put a load of links in the podcast notes in the uh, photography classic classic lenses Facebook page, and also we'll put it into mflenses.com uh, in the uh, in the forums, and we'll put plenty of links of, uh, of these YouTube uh, things and uh, things that we've all been watching and reading. Um, and uh, Tony Northrup, Tony and Chelsea um, made uh, a, a comment about um, un, unstabilized lenses. Now I can't remember if he was just if he was talking about unstabilized AF lenses or unstabilized uh, AIS lenses. I think he actually 
talked about AI, the old AI lenses, but he was saying that the um, certainly the IBIS performance with unstabilized lenses in general was pretty poor. Um, it certainly wasn't as good as uh, as the as with the the later the later lenses, and uh, and it certainly didn't sound like it's as good as um, say an A seven Mark II with uh, with a classic lens because this is this is where it really matters to us um and we want we want good ibis i mean people go on for being saying well olympus is, is better ibis than sony and, and all this kind of stuff well it sounds like nikon at the moment is a long way behind anybody um as far as um the lenses that we want to use um so that's something i'm i really really hope they get uh, they get right for when these things actually come out um, and actually, on the as far as these things coming out, um, it's down for coming out in November, um, and there's talk of making twenty thousand a month of these things. I've read somewhere, um, but I think there's got to be a big question mark over that. Um, and, uh, this, and there's a good reason why uh, John John is finding that quite amusing. Um, yeah, and, and uh, actually, you alluded to it earlier, but it's you know, can they make that many? Uh, that's that's the big question and get them out there because they can't do it with the da50 can they nope they can't uh if you're in the u.s you might have a d850 maybe if you want one you might still be on pre-order um because they are still back ordered unless you you can you can get one right now but what what you're going to get is probably one that's imported or used and it's going to actually cost more than the list price of the camera new and there are people doing that. They're buying 850s at above uh, Nikon map, minimum advertised price. They're buying it above map be because they can't get it. So it, it, to me, it's really, I find it hilarious when they talk about how it's this Nikon D850 inspired all these good things about the 850 as if everyone who has one of those or everybody who wants one has one which I don't find that'd be the case because they're still, you know, backordered all over the place um, because they haven't kept up with production. And quite frankly, I think the other issue is that they are fixing problems that they know exist with the 850. Um, and that's why they're not out there, which we'll see if they have the same. If we already know, it sounds like there are probably issues they are scrambling to fix on the Z7. So um, it would be very interesting to see if they, if these are actually being delivered at the date out the door that they say they're going to be delivered. I, I think that most of the timing here is for the Photokina launch and they don't care as much about when you actually get the camera. They just want to make sure they hit the, you know, they, they have to have it ready for Photokina. Um, so that to me, that's the bigger concern on Nikon side is not exactly when you're going to have it in your hands. They just want to make sure you can see it at Photokina. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty much my list. Um, I've got to say, when you when you look at it, uh, there are far more good things in there, um, and there aren't that many bad things. Well, the, the bad things are you know getting a, a fair amount of derision there. Um, I mean, for, for, I just, I'll just go back to what I was saying earlier. For me, this the, the saving grace on this camera could be um, how well it does with LTM lenses. Um, because most of those other things that are, are relatively poor, 
Um, I could live with an XQD card, um, and it's right out speed. It's not really that much of a, an issue to me. The battery life's not a problem. I can, yeah, there, there, there are lot, lots of things there that, yeah, we can deride about them. But in real life, would it make any difference to me? And the answer is no, it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they could take those, if you could take a Jupiter 12 and give me sharp, sharp corner edges, um, that that would make me sit up and, and look at it very seriously, especially as somebody that is a, a Nikon user already, um, which that because if I if I was a pure Sony user, then it, it would be pretty much of irrelevance to me at the moment. Although again, that LTM thing might make a difference to me, um, but as a Nikon user at the moment, I think well, would I need a D five hundred? I could could I. I like my D500 bus. It's got crop and I use it with a, a 100 to 400 lens to do wildlife. And it's just fantastic for that. And as a, with the, with the adapter, um, I could use it, but on the D500, I'd be running at 600 uh, millimeters of equivalence. And I I'd, I'd dropped down to 400. That is a bit of an issue, but you know, I could be potentially having a, another camera there that would do my LTM stuff better than my Sony. Um, and I'd probably keep yeah. Sony, and uh, that that would actually make a little bit of sense to me um, if I could afford it, which I can't. So it's, it's slightly irrelevant anyway. Oh, um, oh. But yeah, that that for me is the uh, you know if that if that pops out and, and it and it works well with the LTM, then that could for me could be a game changer. Um, so that's pretty much our list. But um, and we've we talked a little bit about what other people have said about the the camera. But I know that uh, Carl, uh, you particularly enjoyed. Um, uh, Ken Rockwell's review of the, uh, the camera, didn't you? <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, do I have anything to add to what you just said? And um, well, I don't know. Let me find his review. I mean, it's it's really nice. So we've talked about make sure you order the camera only from the links on his site. Okay, and because um, well, <laughs> and he says he says it. Thanks, thanks for thanks. Thanks for helping me help you. So there you go. Okay. So Caesar's so he's looking out for us. Um, and uh, yes, uh, his review is interesting. Um, he um, he doesn't have any negatives. He has goods, and he has one bad, which is that you might not be able to get it for a while. And then he has missing things. So we just talked about all of the um, things that we thought were negative or ambivalent, and he calls those all missings. And so. Um, and it's the same kind of stuff. And um, oh, and well, and one of the things that he points out that we didn't mention is that you can't adjust the brightness of the LCD. And I don't know if you can do that on the Sony because I don't use my LCD. And um, oh, oh was, yeah, but was he talking about the LCD or the EVF there? No, no auto brightness control for the rear LCD. Oh right, okay. Okay, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't use it. Yeah, that's, um, I think for me, that's one of the big things about mirrorless is that I hardly use the LCD. Um, and if I'm out and I want to look at a picture properly, I'll, I'll just put it to my eye. Right. No, his review is the one that I looked at where he actually doesn't seem to have had, well, he's got pictures of it, but he doesn't post photos or say anything about how it performed. Whereas the other reviews that I looked at, people actually were using the camera and they were primarily using the camera in um, settings where Nikon had given them a camera to hold on to for an hour or something like that and play with with you know well controlled light and so forth and and um, didn't didn't like the, the way that the camera performed and um, 
But but um, yeah, Ken said um, the Sony can now go back to making um, televisions, and that uh, Fuji can now go back to just making film. And I think he's a little bit premature about that. So <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. There was uh, one one review. I mean, I've, I've read the uh, DP review uh, review of it and first first thoughts on it, and uh, and and also watched the. Uh, the video uh, that uh, the dubbers or Chris Nichols uh, used to be at the camera stores on on there now, and I, I, I think his videos are absolutely fantastic um, and uh, really informative and balanced. And I think the whole review, um, uh, just what's it called, uh, Nikon Z system, what we think, where it should go, um, and it, it's 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 a good balanced uh, review in my, in my opinion, um, except. Oh, I just realised it. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it, it, so I'm there thinking, yeah, yeah, okay, AF is a bit, a bit dodgy and what, whatever. Um, and then the final sentence, it goes, we're confident in saying that as of now, the Z7 is Nikon's most well-rounded camera they've ever produced. That's, the la that's, a, that's their last word. I'm thinking, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where'd great. you go with that where'd you go with that come on yeah that's great that's great um <laughs> so I, I don't i don't know i don't really have a lot to add to what you said um um johnny might have some things to say i mean i looked at probably 12 reviews this weekend and the one that i thought was the most well-rounded and balanced and unbiased was was tony and chelsea northrop yeah, I, I like that review. And they're big time Nikon users. They they say at the beginning they didn't want to do this review because they hate to say negative things about about cameras, and um and they do a they do a really good job. This one that I if you're gonna watch one that might be a starter, and then we'll post links to a whole bunch of other ones. Of course. I, I I couldn't agree more with that. And it's, it was interesting that the whole attitude there. I, I it. I've had the similar kind of experience because when when I first saw the specs, I was thinking, "Oh, thank heavens, they've 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 actually launched something that's competitive, and the price was was, was right." Um, and yeah, so I'm, I I was feeling really really good about it. It was at that point where I was thinking, "We really need to do a podcast about this. This is really big news." And then you start to read read more and and, and see more, and, and my my level of optimism started sky high and end, ended up really on the floor to the point where I was thinking. I'm not sure if I really want to do this podcast now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I wanted to talk good things. You know, I really wanted this to, to, to succeed. And you know, and it could well do. Uh, but a lot of these things that we've uh, been having to go at could well be put right, or most of them at least anyway. You can't, you're, yep. you're stuck with that, that uh, XQD card, but you, know, you, can, you can live with that. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? Anything else? Um, well, I'm, I'm just still working on, since I'm already you know thinking of what my day job is I, I i add up prices of things to sell to people so i'm i'm putting together a kit i'm putting together for carl i'm putting together your new nikon z7 kit and i will be uh i'm not at the office today i'm at the shop today but i will be tomorrow so you can call me up and i will take your pre-order for the following Are you ready this is your new system carl I sure know you're so excited about this, uh, Simon. Can you do you have a calculator handy? Can you do these numbers? Uh, well, like, because I can't do it both, but I, you know, we can we can work together. Let's see. I... I'll give you. A, I'll give you a. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you. I, you know, 
as I say, if, if, yeah. I, if I angle my calculator towards a window, there's just enough, enough British light to reach it to okay. almost work. So, okay. you know, is, this, is this your Helios uh, rate or is this your, <laughs> friend, is this your friends and family? Is this your friends and family rate? Well, it doesn't matter because it's, you know, the, the new cameras that we have no control over price. Okay. You're, okay. You are at the mercy of the manufacturer. Right. So. Um, so if so, Simon, if you're ready yeah, with your I'm calculator, ready. we will put together uh, Carl's Z7 Dream Package. All right. Mm -hmm. So we have for you, Carl. Um, we have we have the Nikon Z7 with the price oh, of three thousand. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! Okay. Just just a second. I think Carl is more of a Z6. No, 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 no. Screw that. It's Z7. Oh, okay. Let's go. Top, top shelf. Top all, shelf. You gotta go in. top shelf. Okay. You gotta go all in. Come on. Yeah. You want to be the cool kid on the block, right, Carl? No, I want to. I, I want to like an M10. No, just say, just say yes. <laughs> just say yes. Just for the sake of argument, Carl. I want. I want to. I want to spend um, all that money on a Leica M10 and this, not have an EVF. This is far cooler than a Leica M10. It does so much more stuff. <laughs> and you don't even want the M10. Now you want the M10P. You want the newest one, anyway. Does you it have an not, EVF? Of course, of course, it has an EVF. You clip it right on the top. You, yeah, you, you buy the VisaFlex viewer <laughs> and you clip it on the top, and now you have an EVF. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and so it has it? touchscreen. Oh, okay. So I know good? you want a touchscreen too. Yeah. Okay. Go for are it. You, are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have for Carl a Nikon Z7 with a price tag of three thousand. Five hundred and forty-seven dollars. I'm going to round everything up, Carl, to the nearest full dollar, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. It's only five cents here, five cents there, and we know you can afford it since you're going in on this kit. So, and then we have the new FTZ mount adapter uh, with a price tag of two hundred and fifty dollars. Isn't there a rebase on that if you buy buy them together? There there will be. It's not listed yet because they want the early adopters to pay an extra hundred dollars on that. Uh, I, th I think we've we've got to get. All right, all right, all right. We'll we'll tell Carl that he's going to get the one hundred. Yeah. The rebate. Okay. Okay. So, so what we're saying. Let's call it one fifty. Okay. On that adapter. Yeah. And then you're going to get a couple of extra batteries, Carl. You're going to need a couple batteries because you got one that's going to come with the camera, but you're going to use it. You're going to get five shots out of that battery. So we're going to get you three batteries so you can get 15 shots. All right. So so your extra two batteries are going to cost you $130. Um, and then, you know, because you only have one card slot and you're a pro, we want to make sure you get two 128-gigabyte Sony XQD cards which will cost you $460. Now, I'm not going to add any lenses in because, you know, classic lenses pro that you are, you have the lenses you need. However, should you need to get brand new manual focus lenses made by Nikon, you could do that. But I don't, I don't think we need to factor those in for Carl because Carl is a pro. He's got those already. Right, Carl? Yeah, sure. You got plenty of lenses. Okay. So, sure. so uh, Simon, for the camera, the new Nikon Z7, with the FTZ lens mount adapter, two batteries and two memory cards, what what would our Carl price be for today? That that will come in at uh, a genuine uh, uh, Carl, uh, Ken Rockwell approved. Actually, are you approved to sell these? 
Yeah. Who? Me? Central Camry, yeah. Sure, we I took it. We took a pre-order. Somebody yeah, no, no. demanded, yeah, demanded does, we take their money for a pre-order yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah. but does, does Ken Rockwell approve? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so so it's a little bit risky. But, yeah, a little uh, bit risky. We could, yeah. we could give you a... Yeah, we could take everything out of the box and put a cardboard cutout of the camera in there. Yeah, I mean, so you're, it, take, you're taking a risk. Yeah, it, it, it's it, only it's only risky if they sell a Voigtlander and Stephen hasn't approved it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. So yeah. that 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 comes in, and I'm sure you can do a lens blower or something with this as well um, for four thousand two hundred eighty-seven dollars. There you go. All right, not bad. Excellent. And what does an M10 cost? Uh, hold on. Let's look, let's look up the M10P. That's a good question. I should know this, but you know, it's early, so we're gonna look up. And you'd you'd want to buy that from B and H, right? Um, sure. P. I mean, I have one at Central, and I can make you a good deal on that. But the retail price on the M10P is seventy nine ninety five. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. But you already have lenses for that too. That's right. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Great. So it's a bargain. So there you go. Uh, you can you, you can tell Pam that your first day back at school was great. Uh, did this, did this, did that, did that. Bought a Z7 that'll be on the way, and it only cost you uh, forty two hundred dollars. Yeah. I, I do I do have to say, Carl. There there are listeners that are pretty much expecting you to buy something on, <laughs> on today's show. So, no, I'm not uh, allowed to anymore. I'm in trouble now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm gonna kill switch on the credit card now for you. No, huh? no, no. The only the only idea I have lately is I really like the idea of having a rangefinder with a meter in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I complained about the uh, that Bessa camera I know. of my brother's, and the pictures that I got with it are just phenomenal. Yeah, they were That's phenomenal. It's a nice lens on that camera, isn't it? It had a nice lens, and the camera was nice and easy to use, and. Um, yeah. And I've been thinking about it, about getting rid of my camera, my my film cameras, and having having one of those. Except that you can't get one right now because they're not making them anymore. And so, if you go on Camera Quest, it says when available. Yeah, they had there. There was a batch of them uh, still in the boxes, and I know this because I bought one, which we yeah. could, I think we talked about at one point. Uh, bought and returned, but yeah, when available, right? But yeah, you can yeah. you can find it. It's out there. You can yeah. which which camera was it? The R three or the R four? An R four M. R four M, not the A, huh? No, not an A. You don't want the A? You don't want no. the aperture priority? Are you sure? No, no, the M was great. I had a no, no. I actually where a shutter speed dial made sense. It was great. So, all right. Well, let's see. Let's let's see if we can find a camera for Carl uh, Voigtlander. That's okay. It's off topic. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's fine. Uh, we can do this for you right now. It's really it's uh, no problem. I mean, you know, we're we're here. We hey, might as well help you spend some no, money. There's, there, there's on eBay. There's there's a new inbox. Yeah, Voigtlander, Voigtlander Bessa R, the first. So one. you've done your research for two hundred and sixty two hundred and sixty nine dollars. <laughs> okay. so you may have looked into this already. <laughs> two hundred and sixty nine bucks, brand new uh -huh. Voigtlander Bessa R. That's okay. a R screw mount though, Carl. That's not. That's I know that's a screw mount. I already thought about that, but I only have one M mount lens, and I'm a little bit worried about it lately. Okay, all right. And when that's another whole thing. And you're doing this for the meter, right? Because 
I really because like that. You have, you have a Canon P, which, you know. Oh, yeah, I have a P and I have a 4SB and I have that Leica that's going off for but Lord the, knows the, how much money to be repaired. But the, I mean, the P and the Voigtlander are basically the same camera. I mean, no of. meter in the P. No, that's what I mean. So you're buying it for the meter, right? Yeah. And, the, and the selectable like frame lines. And the, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe. We'll see. So if you have anything left over after the twenty, the $4,287 you're going to get on your Nikon, you can do that. Yeah, I don't need it. Okay. The next <laughs> camera I buy, when my Alpha 7 II dies, will be another Sony. And then it'll be an Alpha 7 IV or 5 or whatever they have at that point. Right. Well, I think we've I think we've done uh, Nikon, um, and uh, we've nicked it right out. I think we've we've, right we've right done out. we've 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 done that. Um, and we're I've got to say actually that this this was planned to be uh, potentially like a thirty minute show, but uh, we would we've, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, that, that that went out the window. But yeah, we're still in the realms of being short by our late, usual latest standards. Although I was uh, going to say this is a, this is the shortest podcast I've done this week. So you know. <laughs> well, th- th- now this 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 is it. So last last time we were on, uh, we were talking to you about your uh, a, a judging appearance on the Sunday Sixteen podcast, and at that point we hadn't actually heard you on and uh, your your appearance on there now uh, we we have and i've got to say i thought it was absolutely fantastic um, I really, really enjoyed uh, you uh, not taking it in, in the slightest bit seriously for all the judging. And uh, I okay. took, I did more, I I did more prep for that show than I've done for the entire thirty-one podcasts I've done here. So I don't know how you can say that, Simon. I I not only had a ju- I had a judging system. I had a five-point logical judging system that I thought. I, I I mean I I went through every 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 image before the show. I mean I did so much prep work on that show. I did like hours of prep work for that show. That's the bar you set for yourself. The, the amount of prep you did for this podcast. Sure. <laughs> well, it was it was it was a great listen, and uh, the 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 other part is now you've you've actually just recorded part two of that because uh, you yeah. because your that that your first appearance on there went on for so long uh, you've had to go back again, haven't you? That so actually first appearance on for so long. I'm not saying this did happen, but maybe you know somebody who goes on that you might want to have like a um an empty container that you can pee into <laughs> while you're on the podcast just in case you're bladder gets so full over the course of those six hours then you can't hold it just saying i didn't do that i would never do anything like that because you might even hear it at some point on the podcast and that would be a really bad thing so i certainly wouldn't have done anything like that but i could see how a normal human being with physical needs on a podcast that that long might have an issue i think there's they they have breaks they have breaks on there, you know, musical interludes for, for they, exactly yeah, they, that reason. They so, do, they do, but, you know, uh, uh, these things still come up. You know, breaks are, if yeah. someone else is controlling the breaks, it, you know, Aid was really hurting, so he kept throwing breaks out there, <laughs> out there left and right, I think. But, uh, you know, but somebody else is, a, is still in control of those break times. So I'm just saying, just, you know, yeah. be prepared. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, good job. Uh, I'll listen to it someday. No, it's, it, that's that, that's going to be really good. So that, that's out on Thursday, is that right? I uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, part, part two. Yeah, I believe yeah, on Thursday. So uh, and and also uh, you were chatting uh, with Aid 
uh, on Off yes. the 16 podcast, and yeah. Aid is more than interested in joining us uh, one one day on uh, our little podcast as well. Um, I think he's yeah. been waiting for us to actually see if we could get to the 30 mark, and then he's decided, oh, okay, they'll look like <laughs> they, are, they might be here to stay. Um, <laughs> so um, I'll I'll come along now. So uh, yeah. so yeah, so. Um, uh, Aid will be joining us at some point, um, so I, I need to have a chat to him first as well. Just to yeah, work have out a when chat that's to him, be. and maybe you yeah. can sell him two or three lenses, so he sounds like he's prepared for the podcast. That's a good point. That's he's got to do point. some gear acquisition monkeying. Yeah, yeah, to be on the podcast. So uh, that's that's something to look forward to soon. And uh, yeah. so, is there is there anything else that we want to cover off before we wrap up? I'm good. And we're all, all right. there. We're good there, Johnny. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's finish things off then. Um, Johnny, how can people keep up with you uh, on social media and the real, um, real you life can, and so on? Yeah, yeah. You can you can um, find me on Instagram at, at System Photography. I'm kind of back in the swing of posting there every day. Um, and you can also find me behind the sales counter at Central Camera Company in Chicago uh, every day, but Sunday and Monday. So um, look forward to talking with you there. The call. Okay, Instagram and, fa- and um, it's Facebook, Instagram and Flickr with my just my name, and then um, on the photography with classic lenses, Facebook page. And you can find me on Instagram as uh, Simon Forster Photographic, uh, Simon Forster on Flickr, uh, my eBay shop. If you do a seller search for it's Fozzy, that's <laughs> I T S F O. ZZY. Um, Z, Z, what? Yeah. What? No, say it right. Come on. I wait for this. Every show I wait for this end. Come on. So I-T-S-F-O-Z-Z-Y um, on the, uh, the seller search for uh, eBay. Um, also, if you can just, if you look up Simon Forster and Photographic, you'll probably find it, it, it that way. Uh, I've also got a website where I'm selling the adapters uh, slightly cheaper than I sell them for on uh, on eBay. And uh, so just find me on simonforsterphotographic.co.uk. Um, finally, you can uh, see uh, see and read what we're up to uh, most days, if not all days, on the the Facebook group Photography with Classic Lenses and I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's special. Um, oh, one last it. thing. Oh, one yes. last thing. Yeah. It's really important. We forgot, okay? <clears throat> because we're, you know, this is, um, our Facebook group is, is linked to this. So the, on Facebook, there's a Nikon Z System Users Facebook group if anyone wants to join. I just noticed there's 16 members. It's just like Ken Rockwell said, buy the camera now because you can get one of the first serial numbers you could be a founding member of the nikon z system cameras group there's only 16 people i wonder if they have a screening thing where they ask you if you actually have the camera yet or something (laughs) (laughs) you know um uh, before i say goodbye i just realized that this is where johnny tells us all about the email address you bastard um That would be classiclensespodcast at gmail.com. And we haven't had an email for good a good Ages. while. So, yeah. So, so yeah, we, we, we're still here. Um, so uh, please please send us an email if you've got any questions, um, anything you want to uh, get off your chest, and uh, send us a message. Um, so that's it for uh, this week's show. So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, normal service will be resumed next week. Thank you and goodbye. 
yeah. I really, I really enjoyed you judging the uh, the week before. I could, <laughs> I could see some people getting absolutely, truly wound up by it. Um, <laughs> I, I hope so. That was the yeah. idea. <laughs> well, I, I was wondering if there was any feedback that you that, that um, uh, while you're on did, the show. I, I listened to the, I listened to the last podcast, and they only they had like. Like one person wrote an email in about how they made their photo, which was really cool. Um, well, you know, like here, here's like what I did, and this and that. So, I mean, that, that was positive. I was really hoping there'd be, I mean, there'd be it, somebody would at least say, How the f- could you pick that? Is the you know, I was really <laughs> hoping they'd get at least one of those, you know. So, I don't know. I, I have to say, I, I did disagree with your choices, by the way. I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I had you in mind, Simon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, that's it then. No, that's, we're, 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 we're good on that one. I like that one with the, uh, fully enough, with a really bad horizon uh, of that weak field. Yes, um, that was the person who wrote in. That was the person who wrote. If So if you listen to this week's podcast, which I got through most of it yesterday, um, that person wrote in and talked exactly about the making of that photo. Excellent. Well, yeah. I thought that was a great photo. That was a that was a great shot. It was a great shot, but it you know ultimately it did not have any power lines, so I I had to give extra points to <laughs> other shots. So 